Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about the American burying beetle. Today we're talking about a bug that you probably won't see this spring, the American burying beetle. Is it burying or burying? How do you say it? I'm going to say it wrong and probably different throughout the whole episode, and I'm so sorry. We talked about beetles a couple of weeks ago, and we learned that there are over 370,000 different species of beetles, so they may come up more than some others here on the bug plug. Today's topic is a little bit different than usual. And our episode will flow just a little bit different, and we're talking about a more serious topic, so it's going to be a heavier episode. Be ready for that. Please feel free to reach out either via a comment or an email to bugplugpod at gmail.com if you have an opinion on how today's episode goes compared to our usual thing. This won't take over our episodes each week, but if you enjoy today's episode, I can definitely do some things like this more often. Okay, what makes today's episode different? We're going to be learning about an endangered insect for the first time. For the sake of breaking everything down, let's talk about what it means to be endangered for just a moment. We hear the term endangered species, and we think of those high-profile animals like pandas that are known to be endangered, and the fact stays pretty open to the public. I don't think pandas are endangered anymore. I think I read that somewhere. I'll fact check. If that's not true, I'll cut this out. If you're listening to this, pandas are not endangered anymore. The truth is, when you look at endangered species as a group, you'll see a lot more insects than you would expect. A species is considered endangered when their population gets cut in half or more. Imagine if half the people in the world disappeared. That'd be crazy, right? A species is also considered endangered when their overall habitat is less than 1,930 square miles. That means all the population of that species in the world lives in an area about the size of Delaware. Do you think all the people in the world could live in Delaware? What if we were down to about half our population now? If you're a math person, there are about 7.9 billion people alive right now. Half of that's a little over 3.5 billion. The population of Delaware is around 970,000. We would not all fit in Delaware. There are a few other ways species can be considered endangered, but we won't get into all of them. We talked about the bigger ones. The American burrowing beetle is thought to be endangered because it's been losing its natural environment, but it's also been the victim of widespread pesticide use. It's estimated that there are only a few thousand left in the wild and only in seven states. For some background, historically they were found in more than 35 states and in Canada. It was added to the list of endangered species way back in 1989. Because there are so few, it's probable that you've never seen one in real life. They are beautiful beetles. I know I said that last time we talked about beetles, but these really are pretty. They're usually under two inches long, with a shiny black body accented by four reddish-orange splotches on their abdomen. They also have a reddish-orange spot on their pronotum, or the large shield-like area on the back of their head. If you haven't already taken a look, we've posted some pictures on our Instagram at bugplugpod. Beetles are true insects, meaning they have the head, the thorax, and the abdomen, and the six legs. You know, we've gone over this a few times. The American burrowing beetle has two wings, 
and they're very strong flyers, traveling almost a mile in a single night. Are you curious why they're called American burrowing beetle? It's pretty simple. They're native to North America, they burrow, and they're a beetle. That's a pretty easy one. Aside from being endangered and really cool looking, these beetles are super interesting. Their life cycles are kind of similar to velvet ants. And if you can't remember that far back, don't worry about it. We're about to talk about it. The American burrowing beetles find small dead animals. Think like a squirrel. Or don't if that makes you sad. Maybe the squirrel lived a nice long life where they marked everything off their bucket list and they died peacefully of old age in their sleep. Once the beetles have the dead animal, they live off of it. It gets a little more interesting, but let's pause here for a moment. The American burrowing beetle acts as a scavenger, breaking down the carcass of dead animals. I know that sounds gross, but think about it. If nothing took care of the dead squirrels, mice, and other wild animals, what would happen? I know I often see roadkill on my way to work in the mornings, but I usually don't see the same animal two days in a row. So if I work five days a week, and there's always a dead possum or something in the road, that's five dead animals I see on the road each week. There's a lot of math in this episode. That's crazy. I'm not a math person. If scavengers didn't take care of these dead animals, we would be just surrounded by them. Doesn't that sound much worse? So back to what makes these beetles interesting. Yes, they're scavengers, but there's a little bit more involved. They burrow underground, and they take their food with them. Working together, the beetles will bring their meal underground with them. Then they'll lay eggs in the carcass. When the eggs hatch, the whole family eats like kings. Here's another note on why they're endangered. Have you ever walked down the mousetrap aisle and seen all the poison to like kill the mice that you find in your house? Let's talk through what happens when rat poison is used on the intended animal. So you see a mouse in your pantry and you run to the store and you buy some of that poison and you put it out. And the next morning you wake up and you go get your cereal and you see the poison worked. There's a dead mouse in your house. What do you do with it? Do you throw it away? Do you put it outside? Either way, it ends up somewhere where scavengers can eat it. In this example, let's say you throw it outside. So let's pretend you live in an area with American burrowing beetles. You throw the dead mouse outside, some beetles find it and are excited to feast. They drag the mouse underground and they lay their eggs. After the adults have eaten the poisoned mouse, they suffer the same fate as their meal. By the time the eggs hatch, the adults are dead and the only food around is full of poison. Except the newly hatched beetles don't know that it's poisoned, so they eat it anyway. So now not only do we have a dead mouse, but we also have about 20 dead beetles. If that makes you sad, maybe next time use a live trap and release the live, non-poison filled mouse into a field or something. Or use those snappy mouse traps that just kill them without making them full of poison. All right, now that we're all sad, let's get into some good news. Work is being done to help these beetles. Conservation efforts include surveys to determine if beetles still exist in states where they once lived. Remember, they live underground and they are nocturnal, so they're a little bit harder to find than like butterflies. There are also monitoring programs to see how well the beetles are doing in the states that they're known to occur. And there's captive breeding and reintroduction programs. We'll get into those in just a second. I know this sounds like a lot of things scientists do, but there's ways you can help too. 
I don't know where you live or what's around you, but where I live, there's a college of entomology. Remember, entomology is the study of bugs. Studying these beetles and many other endangered insects. They can always use volunteers to help with their efforts, and they often have fundraising events. Many zoos have these beetles as part of breeding programs, so you can look and see if a zoo near you has them. While I'm pretty conflicted on zoos as a whole, the money raised through ticket sales do help with conservation efforts. You can also do a little research and find a conservation group near you and see how you can help. If you live in one of the states where the American burrowing beetles are found, there are groups that look for them and document them. Finally, you can also make small changes at home that will help these beetles and other insects. We already talked about not using rat poison, but you can also avoid pesticides in your yard. By not spraying poison all over your yard and choosing different ways to avoid pests, you can help prevent unnecessary deaths of wild animals. Okay, I know this was a heavier episode. I'm going to give some more good news before we recap and close this one out. Back in 1989, when the American burrowing beetles were put on the endangered species list, there were only three populations of them living in two states. Now they're found naturally in seven states, with each state having between one and six populations. It's a lot more. We've made some progress. The purpose of breeding programs is to get more beetles ready to be released into the wild, so the number of beetles are going up every year. I know when we say breeding programs at zoos, at least I think, they're breeding the animals and they're keeping them in captivity. And that's not true of these beetles. They're giving them a safe environment to reproduce. And then once they're established, they do put them in an environment where they were found naturally. So at least the beetles that are in zoos and part of breeding programs don't stay there forever. They do get released into the wild and they do live natural, normal lives. Okay, that's a nice topic to end on. We learned so much today. Let's do a super quick recap because this episode's a little bit long. The American burrowing beetle is endangered and being closely monitored with conservation efforts working to bring them off the endangered species list. They are scavengers taking dead animals underground to eat them and lay eggs in them. We didn't get into it, but I'll mention it here really fast. Please do not keep endangered species as pets. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Don't do it. Thank you so much for learning with me today. Remember, if you liked this episode, please let me know. This one was different than usual, so I would really love your feedback. I'll see you next time here on the Bug Plug Podcast. (laughs) 